Jits podcast. Uh, who knows what episode it is? <laughs> 125, I'm gonna guess, I think. Uh, I'm here with Professor Douglas, still in Marrakesh. Professor Douglas is the owner of uh, Gracie Baha Dubai. Yeah. Uh, of, all, of all places. And uh, we met last year. Yeah. Uh, I remember introducing myself to you because we've got a mutual student in a way yeah. with uh, Fadzi, who longer. Um, maybe our founder members will remember as a really nice guy, really great, great student at the academy. And uh, well, he's really more more your student uh, uh, these days. And, Still uh, doing. Yeah. <laughs> and um, you're an awesome guy. You've got a lot of time uh, for everyone. And I thought it'd be great to have you and your insight Thank on the podcast. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure for me. So yeah, we have some connection through Fadzi. As he come to your place and he starts to do some, even it was not a training properly. He yeah. was training uh, online. Online yeah, one. Yeah. He did the membership. It was fine because he did his first class in our place. Yeah, it was a pleasure right. for me to introduce him the physical jiu-jitsu. I remember he came good. in. One time, bought the gi, bought the uniform, True. and then he used it at your True. <laughs> he was the first time his gi in our yeah, school, yeah. but he had so many classes online. And it means that a lot. It means a lot for us because, yeah. like, showing that how Grace Baha did well for the COVID time. Let's yeah, say. yeah. And he still, he was, uh, let's say, excited to train. Yeah. Even he doing the, uh, uh, let's say. Uh, non-training time mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. and he could do that it was amazing for me I really I, loved it I think what an amazing example of you know Grace Baha one of their one of our values is brotherhood yeah. Iramande the brotherhood yeah. sisterhood kind of thing and I think that's like an amazing example of yeah. how the interconnected the the uh, uh, this is the the brilliant thing guys because if you think it's a guy that was in UK at the time you never think that he's going to come to Dubai. I swear, we never think he's coming to Dubai one time. And he had his first experience in, in training, yeah. let's say physical one. And it was amazing for us, really, to see a guy coming from the uh, online training to training, but already getting these brotherhood things and integrity because he came with the full uniform and everything, like you're representing Gessibar. Even in moving to different places, let's say it was some brilliant things. Really nice one. Really. Jump on, I'm gonna jump in with the hard questions. Like uh, Yeah, let's go. For you, we talked a lot today about our intentions and, and things like that. And I remember earlier today I, I was I was eavesdropping listening to you and you were talking about how um Dubai's a pretty safe place, right? You've never seen people getting into scraps. Like you don't think jujitsu in a way is for uh, you know, we're not learning it because we need, we're going to get into scr- into fights on the weekend. Why are we doing jiu-jitsu? What is jiu-jitsu for you? Yeah, I used to say for parents that bring their kids like too young that we teach the kids life. But when I, I'm, I'm talking with my old students, 
I have the same feeling that I'm teaching them lives. Even if they think that uh, I can chuck people, I can risk the law, mm -hmm. I can heal hokey people, still for me it's more than that. Yeah. So talking about Dubai as a safety place, keep so keep yeah, keep we will not, we never think about, <clears throat> let's say, uh, I'm doing jiu-jitsu because of safety. Yeah. So it is, it's part of the self-defense and beginning of the GB1 <clears throat> curriculum, you're going to see it a lot more. Uh, but it's more about facing it. As I'm a beginner, I can show you some situation that can help you for the fighting outside UAE because you're not doing this in UAE, for sure not. But it's going to give you some confidence to do any techniques that you learn, but it's not necessary. It's more about facing your life problem. You know what I mean? Like, how can I relate someone who's going to my back is the worst scenario for me in Jiu-Jitsu to a, a real life. It's someone that is finding a new job, someone that doesn't have a job. He needs resilience. He needs to be prepared because what is the point? Someone is in my back, but I don't know how to escape. My mom used to say that you have to be ready for the horses coming and then you have to hide. But I said to my mom, mom, I'm sorry, but your theory is wrong because what is the point if I don't know how to hide the horse? The horse can be ready for me, but I don't know how mm. to hide the horse. And then I think Jiu-Jitsu is that. Usually it's a cliche, but it's true. Better you know that you don't need to lose then you need to use and you don't know. I, this is from me. Yeah, there's, there's a saying, I'm not sure if it's in Brazil as well, but there's a saying <coughs> we have, uh, I guess, in Western culture. It's better to be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war. That's it. <laughs> it's similar thing, same, yeah, con yeah. same concept, let's say. Yeah, yeah. And this is for me that make a huge difference. Giving a, a nice example in Dubai, one of the first years you have a nanny because we have nannies a lot in Dubai. Uh, they join the class more usually than parents. That's common. I'm not judging anything. I'm just saying that's common in Dubai. Then uh, a student finished the class. He just threw the gi on the floor. Mm -hmm. And then I saw it and I said, no, no, no. Come on, Muhammad Ali, don't remember the name. Let's say Muhammad is coming in Dubai. Yeah. Muhammad, come on, let's hold your gi. He said, no, no, no. The mom said, no, the nanny is here. She was going to hold it. And I said, no, he can't do that. Mm. Let's say I'm teaching him how when he woke up, let's say he goes to UK, he goes somewhere else. He just go for a place to study, whatever. The nanny is not there. Yeah. You know, to fold his clothes, to not do things. And I'm teaching him in this age, three years old, five years old. I think this is our mission in Gersibar, Dubai. And most of the Gersibars I heard, they are dealing and doing the same thing. Yeah, it comes back to that value. Isn't it? Some, sometimes as, as a joke, but not yeah. as a joke as well. When the kids, they come, come to me like, oh, Coach T, I forgot my belt. You know, I don't have my belt today. I'm like, oh... Jimmy <laughs> would like would a samurai forget his sword uh, if he was going to true. battle like <clears throat> like true you don't forget if it's like really important to you yeah. you know like uh, true. so you got and that's your tool as a, as a jiu-jitsu yeah. player that you know you don't if you're a 
if you're a builder, you're not going to work and forgetting like your trowel or something, True. or you're not bringing True. your hammer and stuff True. like that. Like this is what we need to do. You're you driving, forget your key of the yeah, car. Exactly, you know? right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's true. It's got to be like we don't forget the things that are important to us. And this is the key, yeah. because for me, make it then understand how it's important for their lives to to come even in from a school. You have a lot of students they come straight from the school. I swear, in a right words, let's say I don't care. I really want they think about our be the belt, the uniform, and everything before they come. Mm -hmm. Instead of getting there without the belt, they say, "Sorry, I forgot." Like usually they do. Mm -hmm. uh, making jujitsu part of their lives and is important, like everything. I think it's our goal as a coach. Yeah, yeah. You know, we had we had a student for a while who <clears> would. Uh, he was old enough to go from school to come to the academy by himself, but then his mum, but after school, but then his mum would come to the academy and give him his uniform. Was like, why are you making your mum make this extra journey? Why yeah. don't you just bring your gi in your in your bag in school? school yeah. And he's like, oh no, there's not enough room in my bag. I'm like, there's not enough space. I'm like, well, why don't you just bring another bag? Like, I'll just keep it in your tutor room, yeah. you know, and like. Um, instead of making your mum do this extra journey, like yeah. do that little bit of extra hard work uh, and the discipline it takes to do that yeah. for the benefit of having a True. bigger impact on your family yeah. life, you know? Yeah, usually we say the same thing is a cliche. Uh, I would say something that's a cliche, everyone for sure heard before. Uh, better we teach them how to fish than give them the fish. Mm. And then doing it, Give it the parents advice as we can help them to make their lives easy. Doesn't matter that, doesn't mean we want the kids have a life, a hard life. No, I'm just saying, let's be more, yeah. you know what I mean? Smart one yeah. as you're already coming, why you are doing extra job? And they can use it the time for do so many things, you know, yeah. even to improve themselves. Or training, let's say, but I mean, it's important we always be aware. And what you're saying, it means a lot because it's showing that you just want to offer a good things for everyone. Yeah. Because if you think about it, it's his, your student, not the mom. Mm. Doesn't matter for you if his mom is going and drive you every time because it doesn't affect you yeah. at all. But I mean, Still, we can think about that. That's why I think that we really teach yeah. life. We not only teach users. Yeah. We were talking about it with Braulio earlier. Like when you when you're a kid, you you're very selfish because you're reliant on your parents for everything. And almost when you going from that kid to adulthood is when you become less selfish because you need to do more things for yourself. And that sometimes is a difficult transition period for you know teenagers. So like what you say on, on our job to develop people as better people, uh, sometimes it's just simple things as giving kids ownership. Like, okay, you need to go cut your fingernails and I don't want your mum and dad to do it for you. I want you to do it. I want you to go wash your gi after training. And don't make mum and dad put it in the wash for you. Yeah. You go do the wash, yeah. you know? And, and these are the little things that I think make a big difference for empowering those kids True. to be like, 100%. more responsible and better people 100% I heard something yesterday that's why we have to keep guys our mind like a white belt forever 
Uh, Charlie is one of our students. He joined us here, got his blue belt yesterday. He said that his daddy taught him something really, really, really nice for me. That better you be surround the pool and let your kids swim in and face these the shoes that they will face mm. to help them. Then every time you come and just pick the arm up and say, are you okay? Mm. Are you okay? You get my point? Better you be surround the swimming pool, let your kids join in it and having fun and face your problem and facing difficult things in their lives. And you are there, surround it. It's like a lifeguard. Mm. I really got this from him yesterday, it's make a huge difference in what you're talking about. Better for us to be like a lifeguard around the swimming pool, yeah. watching our students, our kids, whatever, our friends swimming. And then in case you see they need help, we just show them we are there. But don't take them over, yeah. bring them out of the, yeah. the swimming pool, just say, hey, are you okay? Hey, can you breathe? Hey, this is, can you, can you step on the floor and it's still breathe? You got my yeah, point? Yeah. There's, there's, a, there's a term it's in like, good, like a helicopter parents who like, they're always like over their kids, like making sure like, the nothing happens to them. Yeah. But you need them to face some adversity, True. you know? Need, True. Because that's how you grow. Yeah. And get He's an England guy. That's why he said the same thing about yeah. the helicopter, but I love him more they concept of lifeguard yeah, yeah, yeah. because it's true when our kids still they can swim and they can walk in alone why still you're asking then over asking yeah are you okay i yeah, don't yeah. think it's necessary just show them i'm here in case you need yeah. it's same for it, our students it's know? like when you know when you're in the kids class and the kid like gets a knock and they're like oh like and they look to you like Am I okay? Or they don't, they don't know, like, and if you're like, oh, oh, are you okay? They're like, oh, and they start, like, start crying. And like, and if, but if you're just like, you're fine, keep going. They're like, okay, I'm fine. Wow, I'm keep fine going. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's true. Same thing. Same yeah. thing. Very good. So tell me about you, man. How, did, how does a Brazilian guy end up owning a school in, in uh, Dubai? Yeah, man, it's a bit longer. I try to make it short because it's a really long one. Uh, 2017, I come to compete World Pro. Then my friend said, Douglas, come and compete, but also stay here because I'm gonna give you all support you can to continue your your journey here in UAE. It was not easy. I was sleeping in the carpet, and so many things happened uh, during this time. I tried to make like more than six. Uh, interviews in the company that was hiring people in UAE. For many reasons, they always were giving me excuse to not uh, join them or hire me. Uh, but I didn't know that God had something bigger for me that it's opened my own school. I was only resilient. I was only understand that it is a timing that I should pass through. You know, like some of my, my friends that was hosting me. Sometimes they have to wake up like 4 a.m. and do the, the vitamins and everything on his uh, kitchen in front of the place I was sleeping, the carpet. People doesn't know this. I really don't like to talk too much about this. But it was one of the hardest moments for me. 
as I have to walk up 40 a.m. if I forced it, and still I didn't have a job. Anyways, I got, uh, I met someone that introduced me someone to do the interview. I started working this company for one year. They decided to close the place. And then this is like a private school. And then all parents in the last day, even in me, I'm too emotional a bit. Everyone cry a lot about that. Wow, I'm going to miss it. I can't. <clears throat> One of my students that my friend introduced me, Jamal, is my partner nowadays. He's a friend, he's a brother, let's say. He said, why not we open our own school? And then I met Paulo Brazil, he's in, from Belgium. He's a Gracie Bar underlet. He said, Douglas, no, I want a time. I want everything. He's mentoring me yeah. to set my school. And then I said, the time we're going to rent and everything, I present to my, my brother, Jamal. Uh, the plan I had, it's not a business plan. I couldn't consider it a business plan, but I... And then I showed him he really loved it. And then until now, since 2019, we opened. I'm pretty happy. And for sure, big things are coming from the area. I'm trying to make it stronger as much as I can. Through so many good professors we have here around me, Professor Rony Carvalho, Professor Nasser, Professor Khaled, Professor... Omid from Iran is a very close friend. Professor eh, from Grace Barra Muscat in, in Oman, it's close to us as well. So I'm trying to make the Grace Barra strong in the area, but yeah. how I started, it was like that. Nowadays we have, we are growing, let's say we are reaching in a, a way as we can really representing Gracie Bar in a high way, in a high level, let's say. Have you, have you always, always cool. yeah. have you always been in Gracie Baja? Like, what was your, what <clears> yes, was your first Yes, my background experience? is I start with Magrelo, is a, Leon Dorado is a small, it's a big school in, in my, my state, let's say in Minas Gerais. It's not the biggest one in the world, but <clears throat> after my, I got the white and blue belt there, and then purple belt I went to, to Cação, is a lineage of Master Draculino. Yeah. And then let's say our lineage is a Condicoma, Master, Grandmaster Carlos Gracie, and then Helio Gracie, and then Rose, and then Master Carlos Gracie Jr., and then Draculino, and then my master, Cassio Francis, and then myself. So basically, starting the half of my way in Jiu-Jitsu is already Gracie but I really love it the way, because was the way I, I understand more a bit, let's say about a huge, you know, team, let's say. Then now I'm closest to Victor also, it's helping me a lot for so many things. And not only training, any aspect I need to, to improve myself in Braulio, they are a reference for me to, to do these things. Yes. This is my journey in Gracie Baha, it's really 
it's like a begin of everything. It's yeah. I consider it as a great life. It's really lovely. What was life like for you growing up as a kid? In uh, you're from Belo Horizonte. Belo Horizonte. So for a kid, as a kid, what were you like? What was uh, what was going on? Yes, I still am drummer. I'm playing drum in the church, IBF in Dubai. It's a very good one, but <clears throat> I don't think it was the first the first thing I did as I'm a kid. I started judo when I was six years old. I remember my mom bring us to it. It's like a you know, short memory I have from mm. the martial arts, let's say. That's your first experience of martial yeah, arts. Yeah, I think yeah. so. It was six years old, five years old. I remember still have the picture of me, myself and my brother in a judo gi. This is that I remember. My dream was to play capoeira. Is the yeah, yeah. big things in Brazil as well, but I couldn't. And then I joined Jiu-Jitsu when I was 22. Let's say basically I started old people consider it's an old one. Mm -hmm. But it was, I think, part of us. But basically I start like more after Judo. I think I realized that I like skateboard. And then after skateboard and hurt a lot my chin and everything, my legs. Yeah, yeah. And then my... My cousin, he started Jiu-Jitsu. And then the first competition, 2009, let's say, I, I joined his competition watching him, and then I fell in love. I said, tomorrow I have to register. It was 12 of December, 2010. I remember exactly that. And it's been a... Nice experience, let's say. Do you remember Enjoyed. going to like your first class or the first week? Of or, course. Yeah. It's a Monday. It is the competition was 12. I joined the class 13 of December 2010. Okay, yeah. I remember exactly yeah, that yeah. first day, wow. the day I got the gi. The guy smelled the gi, you know what I mean? It was something that I thought I never, I never been in a place that I'm now Nowadays, let's say, trying to spread the word of our Master Carlos Grace Jr. in a place that it's so many things, you know, like sheikhs and everyone is, uh, they call Wasta in Arabic, is people that, that is influenced. Mm. And still we, we are taking our spot in the country and growing it, let's say. So what was it that happened to you in uh, December 2013 that made you want to commit your life to jiu-jitsu? Yeah, man, it's, let's say I had some concern about that. As I saw my brother and my cousin, you know, freak the facing each other and all these things I had to make. Let's say I said, it's not for me. I prefer punch you guys. But as I have the key and felt this, how can I say, as I have this feeling about grabbing and controlling, I, like I'm saying, I, I cannot even forget the smell of the game. It's something that in that time, still we were doing some, uh, it's like a luta livre, but not luta livre in Brazil, 
we just slapped each other with open hands. Yeah. Still, we were doing that. Still, we were doing some Qatars. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's a time that Jiu-Jitsu was getting to the transition of sport Jiu-Jitsu. Mm-hmm. Still, we were more self-defense and you can see through the, the techniques was not too much fancy, let's say, or developed like nowadays is. But uh, it was a nice experience because slap someone with the hands open, it's a very nice feeling, but yeah. when you are in the middle, I don't think it's the best one. Do you remember getting like really beat up in Jiu-Jitsu for the first time? Like, I mean, I think I bet, I bet <laughs> so, so many times in my life, I think the first one, I don't know, maybe it was even tapping by uh, only we call in Brazil a bafa is only about the pressure that I was feeling. Because I have even students they play football, they can run 90 minutes, but when they do five minutes of jiu-jitsu, it's completely different yeah, cardio, yeah, you know? Yeah. And then I felt the same. I said, Oh, what is that? So this guy is top of me, chest on chest, you know, and I couldn't even breathe, not even move. But I think it was the first, and all, of course, I think everyone, I try, my ego was trying to push me up, but yeah. it was not enough to that. My, my, I think, I, I remember, I think I was, didn't even involved in throwing up because it was not able to, to hold that pressure, you know. It was nice, man. very good experience, let's say. When, um, when you were growing up, as a kid, like, what did you want to do? Did you want to be a drummer, was it? Or like, what was it Little was Douglas difficult be? for me, T, I'll be honest with you, because uh, uh, I think it's the first time I'm talking about that. And my brother, he's a clever guy, you know, he's a really smart guy that's so always- Older than you? He's one year and a half than me, older. Old, yeah. It's not too much, but he was 14, 15. He already was speaking English. At the time, for me, was a wasting thing he was doing in his life. Interesting. And it's very interesting. As I came to Dubai, not speaking English at all. Mm. And then see my brother come to Dubai, I was uh, old already. And my brother already was speaking English. And now I need to use, and I didn't know. Remember what I said about Jiu-Jitsu? Yeah. Now I need to use English. I didn't have it. I felt so bad because I'm really, I'm too close to people, man. I love to talk. I love to be surrounded people. I love to help. And then I couldn't express myself. I couldn't ex- explain it to them what was my feeling or even say. It was really hard for me. Uh, but as, as my brother was a big inspiration for me, but this was hard at the same moment because I was thinking I should do the same. Studying and getting all the college and everything like my brother did, but it was only one year of being doing that or not. Mm. Uh, I think in the time there is some big change of showing who thinking more and the ones doing more. For I think in general in Brazil, and then my brother was thinking more. He always was getting something better than I have. But the ones was doing more also, they were having something. You get my point? Yeah. I was the guy not thinking too much, but I was doing a lot. Yeah. And nowadays I can balance it in my life. But basically I never thought that I would be a drummer. I never thought I would be 
uh, jiu-jitsu coach, not even a owner of school. But one thing I knew, I would do something to make a difference. Mm. Doing, not thinking. Yes. Because my brother was thinking was more. Yeah, yeah. We had is a very nice to talk because my brother, we had like a electronic things, like a robot things. He was the one programming it and I was the one doing it. Mm. We have some pictures that I was in the lab, like make some, I forgot the name, I was make some uh, uh, hardware things. Yeah. And he was the one programming. You know, wow. and this was showing us the difference of between yeah. of both sons from my mom. Mm-hmm. And then my brother come to this side of more thoughts and learning and, and reading. And then I come from the side that doing more than do these things. Mm. And then I think was how I grew up, you know, like think about do no matter what I have to do, but I was doing, you know, I think it's the... Did your brother still train jiu-jitsu? Yeah, man, it was funny because he came to Dubai, visit us. I encouraged him to come back, but not come back to the old school he had. And then I introduced him, Gracie Barra, São José dos Campos, Professor Márcio Feitosa is the one there. It's one of the inspiration for us, Professor Márcio yeah. Feitosa. He's one of the, he is the, the guy. The guy there, yeah. let's say. Yeah, no problem. And then it was interesting because he, he he's Jiu-Jitsu one. Uh, he's a purple belt for stripes. And now he's joined uh, Gracie Barra one. It's something that makes me <sighs> super proud because he was training Jiu-Jitsu in different clubs in São José dos Campos, we call in Brazil. Now he's joined uh, Gracie Barra Aquarius, promoting you guys. Anyways, uh, it's a really pleasure for me that he's back, but still, I can't do it's still a big deal, brother. Sorry <laughs> for that. You are old, but you stop as you did. Still, I'm doing these things with you. You know that. <laughs> did you uh, did you look up to your brother much growing up? Because it was he like a bit of a a role model in a way. Is he a good role model? My brother. Yeah. Yes. Uh, he still had like a old style school mm. that still I'm doing a lot for my game. Let's say. But what he's doing right now, let's say, is a review of like he's put his himself on the new spot of Jiu-Jitsu, you know what I mean? Because he's a bit, he's still old school and still you can catch him. And of course, he's a, a guy in, in Boeing, he's doing airplanes and everything. He's not okay. the guy that come and want to, yeah, yeah. to, you know, like we do between us, kill ourselves because we are professors. He still has a Jiu-Jitsu like a hobby one. Yeah. But still, he's giving me not a hard time, I'll be honest. <laughs> but... Uh, he's nipping, uh, he's nipping. He's still, <laughs> the heels. Yeah. He, he's being good. Yeah. Uh, improving himself in Gracie Bahar What do you, uh, your, your parents think about your uh, jiu-jitsu life and journey? Man, as I have a kid and my wife, it's the most important thing for me nowadays. And they realize it and see what jiu-jitsu is giving to us as a family, mm. to have opportunity to be here, to visit so many places, even living in Dubai with the condition that we have, 
she's super proud of me, you know, like I think she also think about why my kid was not going to the side of the other one to get in like a, a very good positions in a market, let's say mm-hmm. professional market. More like a traditional job. Traditional job, let's yeah, yeah. say. And nowadays she realized that our job is the same one and even is sometimes more hard than that, that uh, my brother is because uh, I deal with people. And for me, this is my purpose in life. It's always changing lives, you know. As God give me a jiu-jitsu, I use it as jiu-jitsu tools to change lives. But if he give me, like my brother being a, a Boeing instructor, engineer, I don't know, whatever, you know, structure things, whatever, plan and, and design it, I will do the same. I try my best to 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 change lives through it, but it's a sport that there is no way, my master cast, you always say, is the most, I always have a problem to translate that, but it's true, is the most uh, collective, collective, let's say, okay. the group yeah. sport as a individual sport. Mm. I cannot train to be a world champion without you as my partner. You get my point? Yeah. So, but as you go to the words, you are alone. Douglas, the guy that's giving you a hard guard to pass, is not there anymore. Let's say it's an individual thing, mm-hmm. but you need people. That's my master always says. It's a really nice one. I really love it. We, we were talking about my, uh, my sleeve earlier, and uh, so it's like from the, the Jungle Book, which is a, a book poem that Rudyard Rud- Rud- Kipling wrote. And one of the reasons I like it so much, there's a line in it that's uh, the strength of the pack is the wolf and the strength of the wolf is the pack. So it's like, you can't, and then jiu-jitsu, you know, we can't, you can't get good at jiu-jitsu without the whole team around you. And the whole team isn't going to get good unless there's that one inspiring figure that can bring everyone up together, you know? True. So it's like, uh, it's a big circle of it's getting true. together. It's true. Same thing I'm facing right nowadays as I'm looking forward to expand the area that we are and helping people to, to, to get a good result as well in these schools. And I have Victor like a, a huge inspiration for me. And then these guys showed me a picture of the first day he went with Marcio Feitosa and Flavio Almeida to introduce him the the world. It's not only in the US, now we can branch out, we can expand our school to you, mm-hmm. to this area. And then it was a huge, huge impact in my life, I think, from yesterday to forever about this, you know? Like without what Marcia Feitosa and Professor Flavio did, Vito was not able to develop something on his time and maybe make it better to show me now in other time for people that also want to, to grow. And in my time, it's a huge reference for me, like Professor Victor and Professor Flavio and Professor Marcia Feitosa. It's basically the same, like without the first ones, I was not even able to see what I'm seeing nowadays in the place that we are thinking to grow. You know, it's really, really. Yeah. Uh, you sound like you've had like a lot of good mentors in your life. 
Is there any life lessons or things that, that, that some of your mentors have said to you that have stuck with you a lot uh, that, that you can remember now? Like maybe, uh, was it Cassius? Yeah, yeah. Cassio Francis, I think. Yeah. Cassio Francis is my first. My first inspiration, I'll be honest, is my brother. Yeah. And then the second one, my master Cassio. And then after that, I can really say that it's Pedro. Pedro uh, is a guy in UAE that still is working for the company that is Palms Sport. He's inspiring me a lot about life. Second one I met, I have a lot, brother. Sorry to say, but I have a lot. Yeah. Paulo Brazil is the professor from Gracie Banda. He's my first mentor in business thing, let's say. Mm. What's something uh, that he's taught he's taught you that you that you uh Yeah, he taught me how things should be planned instead of only talking. In Brazil, we have a a good thing we say that uh, talking, even a a pirate, pirate, pirate can talk. Yeah, but do is different. Mm. And then he asked me, pirate, Uh, yeah, Uh, like the the bird, the bird one. You can say that, okay, we're gonna open Gracie Bar next month. You can say whatever you want, but do is different. And then he said, I want you set the day you're gonna open the school. And I said, hold on, calm down, brother. It's not like that. Mm-hmm. And now he showed me that should be like that. Yeah. And then after that, I had in same in parallel one, like Professor uh, Braulio visited us a lot in UAE. He gave me a lot, he gave me a lot of, you know, uh, thoughts and things that always make me be like a blow up my mind. And Professor Victor, no, he, he mentoring me. Togo, let's do that. Let's do that. This is the way, this is the way. He always mentoring me. And then all these guys, let's say, helped me a lot, man, to, to become a better version of, version of myself. And that I think that's supposed to be, you know. Yeah. This should be the goal of everyone. Like, as I woke up today, I woke, I will open my eyes. I pray to God, thank God for everything as I have. But it's on your hand to do what you want to do. Mm. It's to pay easily to wake up, like we are in a very good hotel. Wake up and go straight and do bad stuffs. You get my point? Yeah, yeah. It's it's up to you. Mm-hmm. But at the same point, as you have a background from Jiu-Jitsu that guide us and teach us how to wake up every day like it's a new page. Let's write this new page for the new things and the good things and improve ourselves like almost every day until the last of the time. Do you remember speaking to uh, a meeting Professor Arari for the first time? Professor Arari, he was the first professor in Dubai, as I met. I came to Dubai, to this club I I joined. He was there already. He was about to leave. And then let's say I met Arari for one week. Straight away, I love this guy. I don't know why. He, let's say, really between us, we had not more than 20 words or 15 words between us. But something that already I clicked that this guy will be a guy that for sure I remind him years and years because he gave me a lot of advice about how to live in Dubai. Mm. 
And he doesn't need to do that, let's say. Be honest, he doesn't because he had his, his wife there. But see how life is. After I opened my own school, I think one year or two years, I'm not sure, already asking me, how is it to open a school? Because I was still keeping in touch. I still was messaging him. Even he was, I don't know where, because he was with Brownlee, he was in Portugal, he was in, in, in Russia. All over the place. I don't know, but still I was messaging him. And one day he reminded me, Douglas, you are a guy that I think is the newest one I know that will open a school. You opened a school and now I open my own school. I want to hear from you, how is it? Look how life is. And then I met him a few days ago here. We were sharing a lot of experience. We were sharing a lot of things. Then Arari, it's a very good guy. And let's say he was the one guide me uh, in Dubai to, to know that, oh, you can fail on it. You can do that. Just be careful. The salary is like that. You can think that is too much, but life in Dubai is like that. So, so many advice he give me yeah. as he not even know me. And he yeah. not even think that one day we're going to see each other again. Nowadays, I see him like a closest friend, let's say a brother, as I can help him with anything that I can. Yeah. Know? And it's really nice how Jiu-Jitsu is. Yeah, connect. Yeah, us. we need to get some food soon, but I wanted to. <laughs> we'll, we'll kind of close yeah. up. Uh, earlier, you were talking about uh, your philosophy around competitors and competing. Do you want to just talk a little bit about that? Like, what what's competition for you, and how do you feel around jiu-jitsu competitions? Yeah, the, yeah. Let's say I changed my mind uh, about let's say four or five months ago about that. Mm. And not taking a lot for the side of the religion, but I have to, as I had a course talking about how supposed to be a real coach in life, you know? Uh, even I can say that name, I don't know, maybe I cannot, but FCA is a place that's teaching coaches how to coach lives, how to coach real coach beings. You know what I mean? And then I changed my mind a bit about competition as I, as I heard about FCA. Because what is the point I sacrifice so many things to only get, I'll be honest with you, a medal, mm. a prize, whatever, how much money is it? But I don't think should be the real and main purpose of competing. Get my point? Yeah. Uh, I encourage all my students in each belt to challenge themselves going to competition, no matter which one. He'll do he'll this one, like we have the World Pro in the UAE or whatever is any, any ABJJF competitions or UAJJF competition as well. But I take in nowadays a bit less worry about that. Because I need to think about you, T. How, how are you facing these things? Instead of a goatee, no matter what your result, let's go there. No, no, no. It's about you. To face this challenge, to face that thing. As I had a bit of experience competing, it's full of selfish. Get my mm -hmm. point? 
is a selfish, but I need you. Wait, what type of selfish is that? Selfish as I need you as a training partner. I need you anyway. So when I go to the podium and get my gold medal was not being the most motivation thing for me. As I look around everyone that was really helping me about that. Should at least have, let's say, basically 10 gold medals to give you everyone that was helping me to be there. Then my concept of uh, competition is a little bit nowadays, a bit more strict of, let's not be full selfish, like it's forcing us to be. Mm. One thing that I like I heard before, is let's enjoy it more. Let's having fun instead of going there for a result that we are looking for, you know. This is my concept of competition now, basically. That's awesome, Professor Douglas. Thank you, brother. It's amazing. Man, thank really you so much good. for your time today. Thank, thank you. you for everything you do for uh, GB and GB Dubai. And yeah. I'm sure all your students will be uh, listening to this and, and uh, will yes. hopefully uh, nice. know a little bit more about you and, uh, and you, your philosophy. Brother. And I hope to visit you one day in GB of Dubai. Of course. And you know you're always welcome course. if you want some rain yeah. in, uh, in England. <laughs> if you want some hot way also more than welcome but i'm joking in october already the weather starts getting good to march it'd be a pleasure to have one of you guys representing your school to our school it'd be a nice one but for sure i try my best to join you guys as well one thank day you so much thanks, it's gonna be nice thank you brother thank you thank you thanks, guys